Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, the 24th of July, and maybe we should just cancel this week with the 62.4 we've got today. The market's basically gone nowhere this week. Wall Street didn't behave itself last night. Dow Jones down 354, but the NASDAQ was the main issue, down 245. That's 2.29%, and our futures were down 52. And the market's just dropped and stopped. It does seem we are lacking volume at the moment. Henry had a chart of the ASX volumes recently in the newsletter and they really just have fallen over as they usually do in the northern hemisphere during this holiday season. August is their big holiday month but we're seeing it here as well. Some interesting stuff going on in the last 24 hours. The most obvious of course which is the sober message from the government yesterday about the size of the budget deficit, what COVID is going to cost and how unemployment is going to be over 9% by the end of this year. Basically we are not going to see a V-shaped recovery. And I see cases in Victoria 300 today are down from the last couple of days. Is that a peak? I don't know. Let's hope it is. It'll be good if it is. Although an article recently said it will be weeks before we flatten the curve on Australian cases. And I've got a chart of cases in the strategy piece today. And you'll see Australian cases just ripping up at the moment. We'd be lucky if they just suddenly stopped. And the same chart shows the number of cases in the US having ripped up, have just flattened a little bit. But India, Brazil, the European Union is picking up everywhere. And the number of deaths as well picking up in the United States quite significantly now and in India, Brazil. And I've included a logarithmic chart of cases today, which allows you to see the growth in Australian case numbers, which is, of course, as we know, fairly significant. And there has also been quite a significant pickup in Chinese cases as well and Japanese cases and Spanish cases. We are not out of this yet. Meanwhile, the big hope, which is the vaccine, whilst it has moments of optimism, as everybody wants to believe there is a vaccine out there, I've included in the strategy piece today a chart of Moderna, the US company which is leading the vaccine hopes, and you'll see that was down 12% overnight, which is adding on to a 10% fall earlier in the week, and it does seem to have just peaked out for the minute. Not all over by any means, but you can see vaccine hopes are more hope than reality at this point in time. Another issue in the US overnight was the weekly jobless number. We had a moment there after cases peaked globally in March and April where jobs numbers or jobless numbers ripped up and then started to rapidly improve and that gave the market some optimism. But that improvement in the jobless number is now turning the other way. We had an increase in jobless numbers in the last week and you'll see the chart in the strategy piece suggests that the rising cases case numbers, the re-lockdowns in the US are turning the jobs number around again and rather than see a recovery to the norm, they are picking up again. Not what we want to see. And on the back of that, bond yields in the US fell again overnight. And as I wrote yesterday, a rise in bond yields will reflect a new economic optimism. And at the moment, they are hitting all-time lows. You'll see in the newsletter today a chart of the US 10-year bond yield and the Australian 10-year bond yield over three months, and you'll see they are just trending down. I wrote yesterday that the turning point in the market will be when the bond yield starts to rise again. One of our members wrote in and said, interest rates are at zero for a long time, and you might find that even when the equity market starts to pick up on an economic optimism, the bond yield doesn't go anywhere. I agree. If you look at a 10-year chart of the 10-year bond yield, you will not notice the pickup in bond yields when it happens, but 
we look at it on a daily basis and I can tell you for nothing the bond yield will rise when economic optimism returns at the moment there is no economic optimism and if the bond yield is the canary in the mine it is dead another interesting observation last night was the fall in big tech we had Apple down 4.55% Microsoft 4.35% on the back of results Amazon down 3.6% Citrix down 12.9% Zoom down 3.7% Tesla down 4.98% and Intel has fallen 9% in after hours trade on late results I've got a chart of the NASDAQ 100 in the strategy piece today you'll see it's still firmly in uptrend and I wouldn't be selling anything in our technology sector until the trend changes but clearly we are on watch you'll also notice that big tech is going in front of a congress panel next week I think they may have just delayed that actually a congress antitrust panel next week it's likely to be toothless but it is interesting that the democrats have as part of their election campaign said that they are taking on big tech and Microsoft also overnight is being investigated by the European Commission for Antitrust Monopoly that means behavior for bundling Microsoft Teams in with Office 365 and making it hard to uninstall and I refer you to the article I wrote yesterday you can link to that in the strategy piece on big tech and how there is a threat that the antitrust attitude of government could change under Trump they've had free run under Obama they were ignored they've been able to buy anything they want have a monopoly the Democrats are just making the noises that if they get in things will change but for now sector still firmly in uptrend and finally the observation overnight is this Pompeo have I pronounced him right speech he's Secretary of State in the US White House employee his speech about the Chinese and he is clearly trying to separate the in inverted commas freedom loving Chinese population from the CCP which is the Chinese Communist Party saying they are completely distinct effectively what's happening here is Trump is declaring just ahead of the election that he is going to take on the CCP which is not China it is the Chinese Communist Party and you'll notice overnight the CCP have accused the US of malicious slander over the Houston consulate spying accusations and they're threatening tit-for-tat US consulate closures the message is if Trump's going to ramp up the anti-CCP noticeably I'm not saying Chinese the anti-CCP rhetoric as an election ploy then things are not going to get better as far as trade is concerned which won't be terribly helpful for the market in the strategy piece today I've got an article about the need to get back to the office I'll leave you to have a read the world is changing in the way it works 90% of office workers have been able to accomplish their work from home says an article in the Telegraph in the UK and this successful work at home experience has lowered resistance from management to working at home and working at home is a cost saving for most businesses there are significant well-being benefits from cutting commuting out of the daily routine and suggestions are that the post-pandemic norm will be three to five days in the office with a couple of dedicated days in the office for the entire team and something we haven't perhaps experienced ourselves but apparently is a major issue in London and New York is lifts it's social distancing in lifts if you're going to stick four people in a lift in a New York skyscraper instead of sticking 16 people in there then it's it's going to take four times as long to get everybody out of the lift well and into their office and this apparently is going to create a huge problem for people getting back to work and a resistance to people getting back to work plus you've got more space needed for workers at work you're going to need better cleaning you are more legally liable
liable on a sort of health and safety basis as an employer towards your employees in case they catch the virus. Anyway, it is clearly changing things permanently, whether the virus is got rid of or not. And that really does have implications for all sorts of things. If we're going to be working at home more, and that's the baseline observation, then we're not going to have to live near work. We're going to have to design our homes to include work areas. We are going to be, have to be very careful who we choose to live with. No shared houses with people that don't work if you're working. And it'll have implications for the value of property near the CBD and further away from the CBD. It'll open the employment market to employees that don't have a physical proximity to your office. It really does change a lot of things. And it has rung the bell on the need for a CBD at all. And as Boris Johnson has said everybody needs to get back to the office or we risk an extended recession and the CBD economy is on a knife edge and it could fold. Anyway, interesting stuff. Have a read of that. And as I say, you can't rent a house at the moment down in Sorrento and Portsea because everybody's moved to their holiday home and I'd like to see you try and get them back in the office. And that has all sorts of implications for lifestyle properties as opposed to CBD properties. Everybody wants to work at home. Actually, they don't. <laughs> I can tell you. Some of my colleagues don't want to work at home at all and we will have to keep an office open, but you get the idea. Anyway, that's about it for today. As I leave you, the market's still down 65, dead in the water. I will see you back here again for the weekend email. You have a good day. Mm -hmm.